And the Yamnaya people were an interesting group. They were nomadic, for one thing. They had an interesting burial trait. When somebody died and they buried them, they laid them on their backs and put their knees up. That was something that was a defining feature of the Yamnaya people. If you find somebody who's buried in that yoga-like position, then that's a Yamna if it's in that area. And they had, most importantly for our purposes, they had wagons, they had invented the wheel, and they were riding horses. And that meant that these Nyamna people got around. They didn't just stay where they were, they moved. One place that they moved was eastward. And so there were Yamna people who ended up giving birth to the people who gave birth to the languages that are now spoken in India, as well as a great many that are spoken in Iran. So that was the eastern movement. So there are Indo-European languages spoken there, i.e. Indo. Then Yamna people also moved west into what is today, give you a guess, Europe. And so Indo, over in the east, European, that's in the west. So from these Ukrainian slash Russian steppes, they moved in. And as various descendants of this group were separated, their languages started becoming different, new words, new sounds, new grammatical constructions. And so pretty soon you had different branches of what started out as one language. One of those branches was this Proto-Germanic language. Now, we don't know what its speakers called it because Proto-Germanic wasn't written down either. But we do know that Proto-Germanic split into a brood. Today that brood consists of, depending on where you draw the line between language and dialect, about a dozen languages. And they really split into two easy groups. There's North Germanic and there's West Germanic. The North Germanic languages, and this is a really difficult fact about them to retain, and so listen closely. The North Germanic languages are spoken in the North, and one of them is Icelandic, and probably the most distinct thing about Iceland is its northwardness, and so Icelandic. Faroese is very similar to Icelandic, and that's another one of the Germanic languages. Then there is the Scandinavian trio. There's Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish. Don't tell their speakers, but those three are really dialects of one language. And now I can say it because my sister married a Dane, and so I've heard a lot of it. They're all the same even though different. So Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish. Then there's West Germanic. West Germanic contains German. And then another one of the West Germanic languages is Yiddish. Yiddish, culturally, of course, is a language with a Jewish heritage, but linguistically, Yiddish is a variant of German with a lot of Slavic and Hebrew vocabulary. Then there's Dutch. Dutch and German are quite similar, but different. Afrikaans, spoken in South Africa. Afrikaans is an offshoot of Dutch. Then there's our friend Frisian that we met in our last lecture, and its close relative, the language that I'm speaking right now. Now, from words in all those languages, even though no Proto-Germanic speaker wrote the language down, we can reconstruct what the words were. And so, for example, what would the word have been for daughter in Proto-Germanic, this language spoken in today, what is the um, southern part of Denmark and also the northern part of Germany. Well, in English, we know that the word is daughter. In German, it's Tochter. In Dutch, Dochter. 
in Norwegian, dotter, Swedish, daughter, Icelandic, daughter, and then in Gothic, which is now dead, that was an East Germanic branch, but it was written down, the word was dotter. If you look at all of those words and you use some other techniques of historical language reconstruction that need not concern us here, then we know that the Proto-Germanic word for daughter was dautro. And we can do that for word after word after word, and pretty soon we have a sense of what this language was that nobody spoke, and that's Proto-Germanic. You can even create a Proto-Germanic sentence. This is something that's been done. And so, for example, if a Proto-Germanic speaker wanted to say, the sheep that didn't have any wool saw horses. If that's the sentence that you want to quote the person as saying, then linguists have reconstructed that it would have been something like, Always so woolenabd so ehwans. That's my Proto-Germanic voice, I imagine. Even the women probably talk like that. So that is